Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. Today is April 16th. It is Thursday, and this is the second episode published for today because I am so excited to announce that I have figured out the problem with the Anchor website, and that has been resolved, and I'm back to being able to use studio equipment for a better sound quality, and I'm just really excited. So there were a few days that I missed earlier this week. Um, I think there was no show on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, and so I am going to put out two episodes today because there was enough information to do that and get a little bit more caught up. And um, so anyway, back to the show. I am Shannon, and I am your host, and this is the Goddess Morning Show. So first, today we have from counterpropaganda.com, we have Milda, the goddess of love. Milda is the Lithuanian goddess of love, courting, and friendship. She is the worst enemy of loneliness. First of all, Milda does not care about marriage. In her eyes, matrimony is secondary to love and friendship. Milda means freedom for her worshipers. Uh, If you are not sure whether you are destined for friendship and love, just take a look at your palm. Milda thinks that nobody should be alone and enjoys helping her fans to meet each other, no matter what their appearance social background, language, age, or orientation. She was hated by many religious fanatics. So Milda has many common features with Greek Aphrodite, Roman Venus, and Scandinavian Freya. It is quite possible that these are just other names of the uh, European Euronian goddess of love. We do not know for sure. Anyway, most pious Catholics and other followers of Jesus Christ and Yahweh hated Milda. These gods many times stated that they only they themselves are worth the supreme love and devotion, so their priests could not stand the goddess who encouraged people to love each other. Therefore, the Catholic Church tries hard to erase even Milda's name from the history of Lithuania. Only few historians have mentioned Milda as well as Ragana in their reports over the traditional Lithuanian faith. Fridays are for love. Milda's day of the week is Friday, literally Freya's day, the best day for starting new friendships and falling in love. Anybody enjoying any good relationships should at least remember Milda every Friday. Milda's day of the year is the 13th of May. 
that's the best day to celebrate spring and love, especially out of town or our Lithuanian Euronian May Day. Ask Milda for help. If you look for a friend or partner or are not sure if the person you dream to see beside you feels toward you in a similar way, just ask Milda for help. Do not pray, kneel, offer, just ask her. If you are sincere, Milda will always help you one way or another. Milda enjoys helping people to overcome their shyness and various complexities to break taboos and prohibitions in the name of love. All right, that was our goddess for the day. And our herb for the day is from healthline.com, and it says, what is arnica? Arnica comes from the perennial arnica montana, a yellow-orangish flower that grows in the mountains of Europe and Siberia. It's sometimes called the mountain daisy because its color and petals look like familiar flower. Creams and ointments made from the flower head can be used to address the following ailments. Muscle soreness and aches, bruising, joint pain and swelling, inflammation, and what the research says is that arnica is commonly used to treat bruises, so it's popular among people who've recently undergone surgery, especially plastic surgery. Although scientific research is inconclusive on the matter, topical creams and gels containing arnica are said to help with pain and bruising of the skin. A 2006 study on people who underwent a radidectomy which is a plastic surgery to reduce wrinkles, showed that homeopathic arnica can significantly boost healing. Arnica has proven effective during the healing of several postoperative conditions, and these include swelling, bruising, and pain. Other research has provided mixed results regarding its effectiveness. A study published in the Annals of Pharmacotherapy found that arnica increased leg pain in people 24 hours after a routine calf exercises. So how is it administered? If you choose to use the herb arnica for pain, never take it orally. It's meant to be applied to your skin and is typically used as a gel. Arnica isn't used very often in internal medicine as larger doses of undiluted arnica can be fatal. You can dissolve a homeopathic remedy of arnica under your tongue. However, this is only because homeopathic products are highly diluted. The herb itself shouldn't be put into your mouth. Doctors don't recommend using arnica on broken skin for extended periods of time because it can cause irritation. And additionally, pregnant or breastfeeding women should consult with a doctor before using arnica. Some people can have allergic reactions to arnica or show hypersensitivity. If this occurs, you should stop using it. Individuals who are allergic or hypersensitive to plants in the Asteracea family should avoid using arnica. Other members of that family include dahlias, daisies, dandelions, marigolds, and sunflowers. So the takeaway is that with, as with most homeopathic remedies, the scientific jury is still out, despite studies that show it can be an effective treatment for arthritis and post-surgery bruising. Talk to your doctor if you're interested. All right, and our crystal for the day comes from firemountaingems.com, and it's bronzite. And it says not a lot is known about the history of bronzite, mostly likely due to its abundance throughout history. Bronzite is found all over the world, and it can appear mundane when not polished. Bronzite is a truly beautiful stone that can display chateauancy and bright golden flecks. 
The Romans used powdered bronzite as a protector against confusion and mental illness. Bronzite was also utilized in medieval times to fortify the nerves. According to metaphysical beliefs, bronzite is used to ground us. It promotes clarity and certainty of thinking and actions. There are not brash actions, though, as bronzite has been called the stone of courtesy since it can instill politeness. Bronzite jewelry has been worn to help alleviate nervous energy that is generated when we are placed in new situations. Those who use stones for metaphysical practice have been known to use bronzite for increasing self-esteem, promoting decision-making, dispelling negativity, and enhancing creativity. Bronzite is a versatile stone that is said to resonate with most chakras, though it is most closely tied to the sacral and base chakras. Though not a birthstone, bronzite has come to be associated with the astrological zodiac sign of Leo. All right, in new book releases, we have a tarot deck, and it's called Star Spinner Tarot. And it's very inclusive, diverse, LGBTQ deck of tarot cards. And it's a modern version of classic tarot mysticism cards. And it was released on March 17th of this year by Trungles. It says in the review, let the stars light your way. In a world where fairies play, mermaids yearn, and threads of a familiar and fantastic are spun together to guide you on your own personal journey. Featuring beloved indie comic artist Trungles, enchanting illustrative style, the Star Spinner Tarot reinterprets classic tarot imagery for a more inclusive and diverse reflection of the modern world with illustrations drawn from a wide range of stories, myths, and fairy tales. It contains 81 full-color cards and a 160-page guidebook. A great gift for tarot collectors and enthusiasts or anyone seeking guidance and personal growth. It's perfect for anyone seeking a modern, diverse, inclusive, or LGBTQ way to explore the tarot. Traditional tarot decks are 78 cards, and this set contains 81 cards, including multiple lovers' cards to reflect a range of romantic expression. Trungles, Trung Li Nguyen, is a Vietnamese-American comic book artist and illustrator. His work explores diaspora stories, diaspora stories, LGBTQ themes, and a role and the role of fairy tales in the popular imagination. He has contributed work for Oni Press, Boom Studios, Limerence Press, and Image Comics, as well as the blog The Nerds of Color and the podcast Asian American. All right, in environmental news today from NBCNews.com, it says the Trump administration relaxes regulations to fight coronavirus and also loosens environmental rules. As the coronavirus sweeps across the U.S., the Trump administration is altering regulations, but not just to address the impact of the pandemic. And this article was written on April 7th by Lisa Rorden Seville and Andrew W. Laren. It says, as the coronavirus sweeps across the U.S., the Trump administration is altering regulations. In addition to scores of virus-related measures like new rules for paid sick leave, looser rules for banks and energy companies, and crackdowns on hoarding, the Trump administration is moving forward with rollbacks of environmental regulations and changes to immigration courts. 
An NBC News review of regulatory filings shows that 200 notices, proposed and finalized rulings, and presidential proclamations citing the coronavirus have been published since February. The global pandemic has spurred changes in healthcare, finance, and labor regulations, as well as administration scrambles to blunt the effects of the crisis. Almost 60 filings have been published in April alone, indicating that the pandemic will continue to bring major shifts across federal agencies before the crisis is over. We had some very old and obsolete rules that we had to live with, President Trump said, when he declared a national emergency on March 13th. We're breaking them down, and they're very usable for certain instances, but not for this, he states. All right. And the New York Times has more on that. I could not access the article, but it has uh, more on the relaxation of uh, regulations on the toxic chemical mercury. So more specifically, in this article, you can get more information by going to find out what's being done about the relaxation of mercury regulations. All right, so our environmental news going, taking that a step further from mindbodygreen.com. We have an article saying the five pieces of news that show that the planet may be not totally doomed. And this article was written by senior sustainability editor Emma Lowe on January 4th of this year. It says, um, Climate change was a theme at the 2020 ball drop. Every year, someone new is invited to kickstart the ball drop at New York's Times Square, New York's Eve's celebration. These special guests usually speak to the cultural moments that define the past year. Last year, it was journalists calling for a free press, and the year before, it was leaders of the Me Too movement. To wrap up 2019, a historic year for climate change, two New York City science teachers and their students were the ones to take on the honor. On New Year's Eve, we look back and reflect on the dominant themes of the past year and seek hope and inspiration as we look forward. You'd have to have your head buried in Saudi Arabian sand not to be alarmed by all of the environmental catastrophes of 2019, and you'd also have to have a soul of styrofoam not to be moved by the passion of young people demanding that we do better, Tim Tompkins, president of the Times Square Alliance, said in a news release on the news. The next decade could largely determine our future in a warming world, so here's hoping this is the first of many moments that climate change will be at the forefront of our cultural celebrations. Number two is that Italian Vogue's next issue will be photography-free. The publication opted to swap swap its signature glitzy photos for illustrations in its upcoming January 7th issue. The magazine's editor-in-chief, Emmanuel Farnetti, says the decision is meant to show that Vogue is experimenting with new ways of storytelling that are less environmentally damaging. Flying models and photographers out to exotic destinations for shoots leads to some hefty admissions, after all. The money that the magazine saves by by going the illustration route will be donated to local cultural center in Venice that was recently damaged in a flood, according to the New York Times. Number three, soon England will break ground on the world's greenest football stadium. Says architecture firm Zaha Hadid Architects, 
just got permission to build the world's first wooden football stadium in Gloucester, England. Wood is re-emerging as a climate-friendly construction material since it's naturally occurring and leads to far fewer carbon emissions than concrete. Our new stadium will have the lowest carbon content of any stadium in the world, said a green industry expert behind the project, which also runs on renewable energy resources. Since fitting that stadium, since it's fitting that that stadium will be home to the Forest Green Rovers team, the world's first and probably only vegan soccer team. Oh, wow. It's interesting. All right. Number four is New York City's public school lunches are getting sustainable and plastic-free makeover. Last year, two public schools in New York City started to provide lunches made entirely from scratch. Beyond being healthier for students, freshly prepared meals tend to have a lower environmental footprint than highly processed ones. Not to mention, they lead to less packaging waste. This pilot program proved that it was possible for schools to serve fresh meals with time and budget constraints. And with it just announced, 1,800 more schools across the city will now attempt something similar. Number five, the Golden Globes are going greener. During the weekend ceremony, guests will, would eat a vegan menu, drink water out of a glass instead of plastic, and walk down last year's repurposed red carpet. These event first attempts are an attempt to send a signal and draw attention to the issue about climate change, according to the Hollywood Foreign Press. I'm just over here wondering what celebs will rock secondhand looks on the red carpet. <laughs> okay, and since the Golden Globes already happened, I'm not sure. I'd have to follow up in the press, uh, the press releases to see which ones actually did that. I doubt very many, but I'd have to check sources to figure that out for sure. So here's tomorrow's uh, episode just a little bit early. So um, because we did have news to get out, like I mentioned at the first of the podcast, I hope that everyone is staying healthy and safe and that you have all the resources that you need to take care of yourself and your family or friends at this time. Stay blessed. Namaste.